guys welcome back to another episode of black girl manifest podcast this is your girl anika and Brittany. welcome back to another week Brittany. hey girl hey how's your week been oh girl okay so i got a lot to say about my week you ready oh, i'm so ready because i yeah let's hear it all right put your seatbelts on you ready all right so, um, you know, like I was crying about on last episode, I got my baby back. Yay. So my little my little person is back home. And as much as I was ready for him to come home, um, I will probably get some like a little side eyes from people who don't understand about being a mom, but fuck you. Um him being home has made me anxious. Uh, if that makes sense, uh, it's I was used to doing my own thing for like going on two or three months, and as somebody who had kids when they were younger, like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, I didn't know what that freedom looked like, and so now I got a little taste of freedom. Like come home, take a nap. I can leave the other kids and do whatever, and you know, not cook dinner if I don't have to, and you know, just go out with my husband. All willy nilly, and now it's back to structure. And all right, now we got to be put back on the schedule. And I think my mother in law, she did a fantastic job of putting him on the schedule. So, like, by a certain time, he sleep, and it's like on his old man shit. But yeah, <laughs> now I have to uh get my I'm I'm parenting my inner child because my inner child was buck wild. Do you hear me? <laughs> we were doing whatever we were eating popcorn in the bed we, was saying, was so we was watching Netflix to 3 in the morning like it ain't none of that no <laughs> we looking at each other like bitch I'm tired me too bitch I don't know what to tell you baby we got to get up <laughs> wow so that has made me a little anxious and I got tired of being anxious today. And so what I did was like cultivated my own space. I like pushed all my couches back, swept under all my couches. I like mopped the floors. Like I even got down on my hands and knees and mopped the floor. I like did my baseboards. I lit some incense. I made some like linen spray last night out of some uh, witch hazel, some water and some sandalwood and I sprayed it like all over my couch. I let these damn windows up, put some um, sunlight in the room and I did some you know, let my plants go outside get some fresh rain water and some sunlight and I feel a thousand times better. I feel like I'm back to Norman and I can (laughs) I can, you know, move freely just like but on the schedule at the same time so that's my week child getting used to this this kid again and he looks so different he's so big but anywho um how's your week well before we go into my week I just want to say I don't know I can't necessarily relate but I I had a you know as far as you know wanting your child so much and then when you get him you're like uh but I will say that I kind of felt like you were going to feel that way only because we always want we always on one end of the spectrum and that's just a normal thing so I knew it's like as soon as he comes back he gonna be on them nerves hard but that it doesn't change the fact that you 
wanted him back still it's just this is a new dynamic and this is just what it is right now absolutely like I definitely wanted him back but I definitely since he was kind of and I'm not even gonna say out of sight out of mind it was he was like out of sight so I didn't hear mommy as much and I didn't hear can I have some juice can I have this can I have that you know I didn't hear that so much you hear that (laughs) (laughs) I will say thank God for older children so yeah so how was your week um I've had a week um nothing eventful just kind of trudging through the week um that's that's it i'm ready for a new week and Mm -hmm. i'm um excited about losing this hour this weekend Mm -hmm. y'all can have y'all hour back i need my my sunlight and i so we have this thing like a couple of us and just to give me power over my weekend, because we always complain about how the weekend goes by so fast, that when I'm leaving on Fridays, I'm like, all right, I'll see y'all in 48 hours. And everybody's like, oh, stop saying that. But this time, I was like, see y'all in 47 hours. Like, <laughs> petty boots. But, yeah, I've had a week. It's been it's been fine. So That's yeah. good. That's good. Okay, guys. So this week we wanted to chit chat about, you know, we touched on marriage a little bit a couple of episodes ago and well, not even marriage, but you know, like the wedding woes and um, what people don't tell you prepping for a wedding. um, And then, you know, the after and whatnot. This week we wanted to talk about the things we have learned. Um, while being married and what marriage has taught us and um, our spectrums of it. So one thing that uh, marriage has taught me was learning how to communicate. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm not a very great communicator, especially like if something is um not going the best and you know we might be arguing or whatever my automatic systematic uh defense is I'm either fight or flight um Mm. and it's more most of the time it's more fight than it is flight but (laughs) this um you know I, I well I would say I'm a mixture you know of both like either I'll you know I'm gonna sit out and argue or I'm just going to shut down and not want to talk about it until I'm ready to talk about it. And a lot of things that has to deal with is like my childhood. Um, I saw my parents. I saw my parents fight all the time. And um, instead of saying the first thing that comes to my mind, whether it be super reckless and then I regret it later, I just like to take time out for myself and say, you know, like, okay, I, I know I don't really feel this way, but I want to hurt this person as much as they hurt me. Or even if it's like something petty, like I want to be petty too. Um, but it doesn't always work like that. Um, and that kind of goes into another thing that I learned, like picking your battles. Um, everything is not a war. It's not? It's not. It doesn't have to be a war unless you, you know, you're ready for battle. You know you're going to win. You So 
I don't need. I I can tell the Vikings they can stay home. They can stay home. They can stay home. Everything it's and it's hard, especially for. I don't mean to keep bringing my childhood up into it, but whenever you have to because you you and I was going to touch on that, but I think this is a good moment to say you. It's not about continue you. It is a part of you. It's literally how you were taught to love. It's literally what you know, the first examples of love. So it has everything to do. And we don't talk about that enough. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I always had to like kind of defend myself because, you know, my dad was angry or whatever. I feel like I always had to put a defense and be ready for, you know, this is my strategy plan to try to get out of trouble or whatever. Um, <laughs> so. Um, just learning how to communicate is like um, taking a couple of deep breaths and actually listening to his gripes and making sure that I'm not talking in circles and getting frustrated with myself as I'm talking um, because a lot of times like I know what I want to say but I don't know how to put that into verbiage like to make it make sense to somebody else like it makes perfect sense in my head but when I'm spewing it out it doesn't make sense so I have to take a step back and be like okay you know I hear you understand what you're saying do you mind giving me five minutes so I can you know properly articulate the way that I want to present this to you um and this seems to work you know, eight times out of ten. Sometimes it just gets, no, let's talk about it right now, get it over with. Like, I don't want to wait five, ten minutes and, you know, we still be arguing for the rest of the day or not even an argument, just a simple discussion, you know. Um, Another thing that I've learned is I need to be more patient. Mm. Um, Just because it's urgent to me does not mean it's urgent to him. And if it's if it's something that can wait, then it's not like, oh, why, why you didn't take that garbage out? I mean, I asked you to do it 10 minutes ago. Like, okay, girl, like, he, he sees that the garbage is overflowing. You see that the garbage is overflowing. Um, You've mentioned it. Like, hey, do you, you know, can you get the garbage when you get a chance? And I'm just using that as, a, as an example because, you know, he takes out the garbage. But everything. I just, not- I find it funny that the garbage came up again on this in the same episode, <laughs> episode talking about marriage because that like is like the bane of my like I don't I don't want to have that's not the point of what you were saying but I don't I do not although I can agree we do things at different times but yeah certain things I just and that's another reason why it takes patience because that's literally one of mine that I need this done now, yesterday, because trash is trash, and it it is got to go. Yes. But it's like, if you think about it, if he lived by himself, the trash would probably sit a lot longer than it does, but because you guys live together, in his mind, in your mind, you might feel like, you know, you could have done this trash as soon as this bag got tied up, like, as soon as, because you saw the shit too, but in his mind, he made a compromise as well. You just didn't realize it, because in your mind, the trash would have been gone. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, the compromise was made, but it's hard to see it because yeah. it wasn't on your time. It's just like... Yeah, I see it as like, okay, like you said, I've tied the garbage up and it's time for it to go out. Where now. he's like, okay, like, uh, this is the last quarter of the game, three minutes down, as soon as it's over with, you know, I'm going to take the garbage out. And I'm looking like, but can't you just pause the TV? 
thing. <laughs> so I have to learn, and then and, and then vice versa. Like when he wants me to be urgent, and I don't feel like it's urgent. I'm like, okay, I can do it. Like, give me some damn, bro. Give me a chance. But then I have to also, you know, remember to be equal as well. Like, okay, you were, um, I was patient with you, so you be patient with me at the same time. So. He, um, just learning how to be, you know, patient and fair at the same time. And then my last one is letting um, letting him actually lead. Um, like I said, my parents, my parents got divorced when I was young. And so it was just me, my sister, and my mom. So I was just used to my mom doing everything. And it's like, okay, she see that it need to be done. So it's no, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And so um, having two children and you know it's just being us three it's like okay I gotta get it done some way and then this man comes into my life and it's like um, he knows what needs to be done and he's doing it but I'm having a hard time relinqu- relinquishing those duties because I feel like he's not gonna get it done the way I want him to get it done mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm just letting him be the leader and I heard uh, I think it was Fantasia who said you know your husband is the head but the head it, but and you're the neck and so the head can't do anything without the neck so yeah letting you know letting him make the choices but then you're also in the background making those choices as well like my just because I'm letting him lead doesn't mean my voice is not being heard one thing I will say to piggyback off of that and this is something that totally applies and I know for a lot of women that listen to our show, mm-hmm. probably as well, depending on how you grew up. But a lot of us grew up where our moms, even if they were married, but our moms were preparing us for a leadership role, which is there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all for that. But at the same time, some of us whose parents maybe marriage didn't work out and they were knowing that, like my mom, for example, raise me towards like you know be independent you know do this and do that and there's nothing wrong with that but you don't get to see the dynamic of a head and a neck as far as a household and in a relationship you don't get to see it successfully turn the way it's supposed to what you see is a head on a neck but it's very stiff you know it's not functioning properly so then you're just getting told hey you're the head because yeah you, you might not get a chance to be a neck or this head probably don't work. So why don't you just be the head? So a lot of times when we get to a place like you and I and we're married, it's just kind of like, all right, so I don't, I don't, and I don't always want to say I wasn't taught, but if, if people had a good example, other folks had a good example, we didn't really, we're not, we're not, we don't have a blueprint. We're just out here just free balling free ball and doing what we and, and what we have we're kind of like we don't we don't want to emulate what we saw but that's just second nature because it's like that's that's what your example you know a lot of us examples of love are so it's kind of like well I know I was raised you know to be independent and so where you do things for yourself so it's hard to relinquish some of those things that you want to and it's kind of like then you get called controlling and overbearing and a bitch and it's just like well now I'm trying to unlearn and let you do things but it doesn't help the moment that you don't do it right or the way that I need it to be done then it's kind of like that trust is pulled away like see you didn't do it right the last time so that's all it took so it's it's a deeper story and it's kind of like 
pulling the carpet up on what's really going on rather than you yeah. know thinking oh you just want to control that's not what it is it, it's it's a definitely a bigger story behind that you just want to control yeah it actually turns into like the battle of the sexes because um more times than not i i know a lot of my friends um who are who are female are taught you know you you got to be strong you got to do this right. you got to do that and blah 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 like you the backbone and there's a lot of pressure to put on um somebody especially as a young child i make sure that i don't tell my daughter no shit like that yeah you're strong but you only be as strong as you you need to be don't be strong for anybody else you know be be as strong as is is what is required of you um so like i said it turns into a battle of the sexes because like okay all my life i've been taught to be strong and how to handle a situation if it comes up or um and then I have like, and then at the same time, y'all tell me like, I need a man to take care of me. But if I'm so strong, then why I need somebody to take care of me? I can do this myself, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of unlearning in a marriage, especially for me, because it's just like you know the single parent household, um, and just you know, like I said, letting him be the head. And then also one thing that I want to add in there that I didn't have in my point was learning how to be affectionate um if anybody i'm i'm not a fake i'm not an affectionate person like i love my people and i love them hard but like all them hugs and kisses and all that kind of stuff it's very very foreign to me because i didn't see any adults in my life growing up being super affectionate with each other so like even with my when my my daughter was born she wasn't an affectionate kid. And I was like, well, cool. She's going to require damn hugs and kisses. I'm good, you know? And then I had a child. And then I had, you know, another child. And then I have a husband who is super affectionate. And the, those are the their love languages. It just, it translates. It's, it's hard. And it's foreign to me. And, you know, as a woman, you're, you expect to be strong, but you expect to be soft at the same time. How? How? Because she's a pit bull, so I don't understand it. <laughs> so, like, they're not soft. I'm not soft. I'm not. It's just, um, it's not something that is an issue in our marriage because he just kind of puts up with it. Well, I'm not puts up with. No, it, I'm gonna say that's. I don't like the way that sounds. He, he. I'm sure he adjusts because he knows yes. who you are. Yeah, he adjusts. I mean, he doesn't get frustrated or anything if I don't want to hug or kiss or anything like that it's just it's something that I'm working through because like I said it's super foreign to me so it's like y'all be like even when I see couples kiss I'm like what are y'all doing all that damn like I, y'all love each other I get it y'all love each other like okay but, you know what I this this is this is this is why I I I'm mad because I don't even think I have I've recorded this but now I realize remember at Scotty's wedding when you and your mom was up there like singing but y'all was kind of like it was like y'all was fighting for the spotlight and y'all kept putting your arms on each other and and it took for me now to realize what was that like three how many years has it been since her wedding I don't even know was it 17 she got married in 17 so it's it's three three Carson getting ready before yeah three to realize that I like that moment so much because I don't remember seeing you and your mom hug and 
do that all that but it wasn't like it was a problem anything I would have ever thought it was just you know what it was but I realized I like that moment now because y'all was like touching and just doing the most and just like pushing each other out the way that's it's funny that we talk you know we're talking about this now I'm like that is why I clung on to that moment because I just love seeing y'all like that up there with each other I was just like look at them but I didn't know that until this moment now yeah um like I'm I'm affectionate with my mama like I'll you know hug her and kiss and you know what now that we say that my mama wasn't super like huggy and kissy either like I you know I kissed my mama and I hugged her but it it took me a little bit when I was older when I realized I I went to my grandparents house and one day he came down for breakfast and he was like good morning and she was like good morning I was like hmm never seen my grandparents kiss I've never seen my grandparents hug and you know if you like brushes past her she's like go somewhere you know you know how like old people Mm -hmm. do and then thinking back to my dad's mom and my grandfather I didn't see that with them either and then I definitely didn't see with my mom and dad so it's just something that is just super foreign to me and um to be honest, sometimes I get like, all right, girl, you ain't hugged your husband and like, you ain't hugged him since yesterday. Let's go and give him a hug, you know. <laughs> and it's not some, it's just something that I have to coach my, you know, coach. It's, I'm having to um, remember that, hey, you know, you need to be more affectionate because this is how, this is his love language. So you need to be mindful of his love language because he's mindful of yours. So, I and I think that's a part of the what what people say when they mean that marriage is a lot of work because mm-hmm. this is not something that's flowing naturally for her. This is something that's having to her to say, I have to remember to do these things. And it's like that sometimes. Like it's not just like, oh, I'm a wife. I'm gonna do what wife's supposed to do. Well, what the fuck is a wife supposed to do? And right. her, and in her situation, she's telling herself, okay, I have to hug him. This is a part of the hard work. Like I didn't grow up. You know, she said she didn't grow up hugging and stuff. So it's like having to remember to do that. You know, it's just, this is part of that whole thing. This is that shit right there that we don't really talk about enough. All we hear is that it's hard work. And are you sure you want to do that? And we'll be careful. Like, let's talk about what the issues are so that we know how to solve them. We're not giving anybody, you know, any real heads up on what's really going on. I mean, obviously everybody's situations are different, but if we being real, when you decide that you want to get, you know, married to somebody, you are literally accepting their whole childhood, their whole past, and they're accepting your childhood, your whole past, whether you know it or not, and combining them together and saying, hey, this is how it works. And when you get together and it's like, okay, well, we don't really do it like that. That's not how, well, but this is how I do it. But now let's find out how we do it. Like, it's kind of like you have to redefine everything. And so with that being said Brittany already mentioned this one but my one of the first things that I would say you know it has taught me is being patient because patience is a virtue that I (laughs) did not have and sometimes I still don't have it it's not something that okay I I processed and that's another thing about marriage it's not you get you learn something doesn't mean that just because you learned it you're not gonna fuck up in that area again it just means hey I've seen this before I know how to deal with it because it's going to come again. So, yeah, I'm not patient all the time, but 
I've definitely had to learn to be patient because just like, you know, you mentioned, um, when he decides he wants to do something or, you know, versus when I decide it's, it's a, the sense of urgencies are totally different. For example, Mm -hmm. this is a petty one, but it has been something that's truly, I have to, I've had to truly work through. And this was even before, um, marriage, but now it's even, it just is what it is after marriage. But, um, my husband has a very optimistic sense of time. <laughs> okay. And what I mean is, nigga, always gonna be late. Ooh, that's but, a pet peeve, baby. Ooh. But I will say, I will give him his, his, his credit. He's gotten a lot better since, you know, when we first got together. It's gotten a lot better, but it has been a struggle to the point where I'm, I, anybody that knows me, I do not like to be late. I do mm-hmm. not like to be late. Mm-hmm. If I am late, I probably simply just don't give a shit. But I, I don't like. But if you late, you also gonna let somebody know you like. Hey, I'm running a couple minutes behind. Like that's one of the things I really admire about you. But oh, okay, if Nika late, then some going, some going on. Right, because I just I didn't grow up. My grew up with everything. You know, my household was a sense of urgency. You don't want nobody wait on you. You need to. You never know what's gonna happen. You need to not be late. You know. So I'm thinking that you know this is that's my school thought and his school thought. I don't know what the fuck they always just late. And so it's just taking a lot of patience to understand like, okay, well, if I know that time is not of his essence because people that have an optimistic view of time always seem to run out of it. Time mm-hmm. ticks the same way. But that's mm-hmm. where my patience comes in because it's like, oh, well, I just lost track of time. How? So you got a watch, you got a phone. Why are you losing the time? The time is right there. So I've had to like learn how to like when there is a certain time, I'm not going to ever tell him what time something really starts. That's on my end. That's not a good idea. Yeah. If it starts at seven, there's no way I'm going to say it starts at seven because in his mind, we won't be there to eight 30 because that optimistic view of time. And I know that. So I'm going to give you a five 30 or a six. Now, eventually he started to catch on to it. So I just start to stretch it out a little bit longer. You know what I mean? And it's it might sound deceiving, but that's what I have to do to cope. And that's the only way we can get through and get along. And I'm not going crazy. So that's part of being patient, finding methods to make it work rather than me continue to get mad because like I'm mad because I'm really irritated because I'm like, well, when I was by myself, I can get there when I needed to. And I have to worry about nobody finding socks and shit, whatever, you know, so <laughs> definitely being patient communication is definitely one thing that I'm not good at but that wasn't on my list clearly I'm still working on it but communication <laughs> is definitely um, a big one but um, so my number two thing would be um, learning how to see things from a different perspective oh my god <laughs> it's hard it's hard it's hard to take it's it's hard to take your, take your eyes out and put somebody else's eyes in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it I, that I cannot stress enough. But there's been so many times where it's just been like, okay, um, maybe you know, it, let me see how I want to say this. Expecting him to react a certain way based on something you know that I've said or whatever I've learned how to kind of let that go the expectation and just seeing it like well 
you know, this is probably why he's not reacting this way. You have to understand where he's coming from and just truly getting out of yourself and seeing where the other person is coming from. And it's hard to do that, especially when you're filled with emotions of, you know, anger, um, annoyance. It's very hard to come from out of yourself and just kind of think of another person. And that's what marriage is constantly about, thinking about somebody else. So it's not like, oh, we're getting married. It's real cute. It's not, it's not cute. It's not cute <laughs> to always be thinking about somebody else. It's not. And it, it mean, this is this is part of the marriage is hard. This is part of the hard work because this shit does not stop. If you want it to be continual, you know, something that you're going to continue to do year after year, this is some of the practices that you're remembering. Now, they get easier. I'm sure they get easier with time. It's gotten a little, you know, a little easier. Obviously, we haven't been married that long, but it's like, these are the things that you just have to learn. Learn how to see things um, from their perspective. It's, it's the pits, but it does help. It helps you to kind of like, okay, well, I guess I can understand that you know, because there, there's been so many times that we've, you know, had arguments and, it's, and it seems like it comes to the same thing. And I'm like, well, gosh, Nico, what is it that you're not getting or why aren't you seeing these things? And it's because I'm in my mind, there's a total block to me thinking how what he's thinking, because I'm only thinking of, well, this is what I did. This is why I did it. And this is what it is. And when you think like that, it's hard to get anywhere because you're just you're just so focused on what you did and how it was right. And y'all know on the last episode, we mentioned that I have a toxic trait having to prove people wrong. <clears throat> go ahead, clear your throat. I'm trying to go dusty. I promise it was literally something in my throat. I okay. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Oof, I got, had a little chip on my shoulder. That girl got a little warm over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to go. <laughs> that girl's going to go in on me, y'all. Did I hear it? Okay. Oh, you gotta hit it. Edit that out. Um, but yeah, and and I realized it's it's not all the time. It's not about being right or wrong. And I have that. Admit, Brittany, me and Brittany, Brittany knows. And as much as Brittany might think she get it, oh baby, mm-hmm. imagine if you was my husband. Oh, I, I would just, y'all. I just be like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> imagine if you was him, because he just be like. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna ask Google. And he's like, you always, you know. And it's, it's, and I realize it, everything is not about being right versus wrong because you could think you're right, you could think you're wrong, but it's mostly about coming to an agreement and an understanding so that y'all don't have to visit that place again if it's not a good place. That's all. It's not even about finding who's right and who's wrong. And sometimes, you know, it. I, I, you know, I don't find I find like joy and humor and kind of making fun of myself. Like, now nah, this was petty, and he uh, he definitely understands. Like, okay, you are very petty, and he will say that. Like, that is, you know, that's petty. So it's just, <sighs> yeah. So Mm-mm. seeing things from different people's perspectives, understanding, and I will say another thing I've learned is, and this kind of goes with, um seeing things from different perspective with all that being said having to be patient and then having to work on communication and see things from different perspective it just lets me know it gives me a better um view of myself so it's definitely taught me self-reflection um and made me kind of look back in the mirror like nobody obviously nobody goes into anything thinking they're perfect but 
I was kind of like, well, I'm mostly not wrong. But sometimes it's not it's it's not about you again about you being right or wrong. It's just about how you came off to somebody else. If yeah. it, a lot of times I come off wrong, and those were totally not my intention. But just because it wasn't my intention doesn't mean the you know my action didn't have that same effect on somebody, whether it was intentionally or not. It still happened. So it's like, well, how do you bounce from that without? being offended at everything because well those weren't my intentions but it still hurts somebody's feelings so it doesn't even matter it's like okay so what do you do to rectify that so it's really taught me to just you know reflect on myself and try to um be more um intention you know have more intentions behind my words Mm -hmm. and um my my actions as well you know what I mean like it being married you're always gonna have to it's kind of like if you're not willing to kind of it's almost like putting your marriage before your personal a lot of the time because honestly it's like when you signed that paper it was no longer just about you you kind of like crossed yourself out and it's us you know and not that you can't have you time or anything like that but it's like if you truly want it to be successful it literally has to be that way yep I mean, cause yeah, and and just it 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 takes a lot of hard work, and it's not it's not fun work to have to sit and reflect on yourself when you know most people think highly of themselves, but air something everybody brings some toxic shit, you know, mm-hmm. to the relationship, and you're just like, wait, we just went into this with expectations about what we felt like a husband and wife a husband and a wife is supposed to be based on two different experiences of two different sets of parents Mm -hmm. and that shit is very combustible combustible train wreck waiting to happen do you hear me you have and you have to figure out a way to deactivate the bomb because it will be and most people don't go in and talk about it and say hey what's your what's your love language hell if we would have sat down and bubbled all that shit through it could have been, you know, and for everybody, maybe it would have been a lot smoother. Maybe it would have been like, nah, dog, this ain't what you want. I don't know if I, you know what I mean? But you, we just kind of go head first in, like, you know, because we going in based on emotions. This is, this is, I love you. We going in this thing based on only the good parts usually. But then, yeah. so we're not really going in prepared for the bad parts. So it's like, oh, wait, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to have to look back in the mirror myself and be like how did I contribute to what's going on right now and that's why I try to think about like I had a part in whatever we talked about whether I felt like it was my fault whatever there was a part that I played to get up until this point and so a part of being married is just recognizing what part you played to get there and seeing if there's anything you could have done differently you know what I mean because I mean you're getting you're still getting to know your partner so it's not rainbows and daisies at all but it's also not the pits like most people makes it seem like it's all literally all about what you make it you know what I mean because I can't tell you how invaluable it is to have somebody to laugh at your quirky shit or just stuff only you know one other person understands that that feeling right there I can't explain it I don't know yeah. what to say about that, but you know, it's a lot that comes with it. Yes. So you're absolutely right. It's it's 
for me, it has been a, a lot of more joyous days than it has been bad days. And I can really say that I'm glad that I married this person. But I can also say that you and I talked about this um, yesterday. It's also a learning experience, like getting to know yourself mm-hmm. in a marriage, you know, getting to know yourself as a person, really, because to be honest, how, how well do we know ourselves as people? Like who, who sits down and really says, who am I, you know, mm-hmm. or um, is learning how to unlearn the things that they have learned and then having a spouse who is not, at, who is not on that level yet. That's a little bit hard. Um, so you're growing and, you know, you feel like you're growing, you know, you feel like you're growing and they should be growing too because you're you're technically one person, but they're not on that same speed yet. They're not seeing like, um, I, I see what she's doing, but I, I ain't sure if I, I'm ready to do that yet, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult, but I do agree with you on the aspect of like it's great to have somebody that you can come home and just be like, guess what this motherfucker did? Or, you know, somebody laugh at your jokes or see how stupid you are, or you know, somebody you can just you can bust out dancing and they just think it's the most hilarious thing in the world. Like that's the upside of marriage. It's like a super, 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 super high level of intimacy. That I don't understand how to like explain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have your boyfriend and girlfriend that you, you know, you cool with. Um, but it's like a little elevation there with marriage. It's kind of like this, this show, this show ace, this show, this show best friend. And as much as it's your best friend and those high moments, that is why it's so, I guess. Um, passionate when things go left quickly and that's why the line is so thin because it's just like yep. Yep, it, yep, okay yep. just as good as this can be while we all the way at the top it can just be just as bad when we all the way at the bottom so don't fucking try right. me yep we can we can go from uh Bobby to Whitney cocaine high to like the bottom finna drop out this motherfucker we can in, in zero to sixty seconds what you wanna do what, what do you wanna do so it's like you said it's a really thin line mm-hmm. it's a really it's but you know if I could do this all over again I would definitely still get married and do it over again it's, it's been a great learning experience for me I think this is something that I needed not you know to just not to just learn about another person but learn about myself as well because it's like a key has been put in my back and it's just like oh Mm-hmm. what other levels am I going to learn about myself today mm-hmm. that's ex- like know, that's so. perfect because I don't know that I would have been so comfortable with myself and also know myself as well as I do right if had I not been here and I don't know I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but for me it's just a thing I, I don't like I thought I did you know you think right. you know yourself and at the, I can't say at that time I didn't you know, before I was married, I didn't think I knew myself, but now I'm just kind of like, oh, well, I'm a lot more comfortable doing this, but I don't like that, you know, and I'm kind of just, I think it's just a part of evolving and a part of just learning 
you know, you 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 grow as a person, so you kind of you're constantly shifting. But now I have a better grasp of that than I've ever had before, and so sometimes that can be a little uncomfortable just because you're more aware. Um, yeah. But also, I will say one other thing about marriage is just a lot of the things that you guys go through, and for one, like when you get mad at each other for whatever reason, even if it's not even that big of a deal, man. Um, just kind of learning how to, it's not even, it's learning how to, but you know you're going to ha- always constantly have to revisit this over and over again. Just like learning how to let things go it, j- quicker and quicker because it's like the quicker you can get past something, the quicker you can get back to the good stuff is how I look at it because you know you're going to have to let it go. You know, whereas before, I might be mad for a week, but now I'm not about to sit up here and be mad for no week. We need to figure it out because I got some things I wanted to do later on. So why right. are we gonna, I, can't, I can't stretch this out for a week and then are we going to go years and years, you know what I mean, like holding grudges? No, it, it gets, you have to let it go because it's like, if you don't choose to and you choose to just be mad, I mean, now if you got serious issues, you got serious issues, you figure it out. But you just have, you just learn forgiveness so much quicker. And it's not even like, you know, I would get caught up like, I'm not to let nobody walk all over me. It's not about that, but it's also not like you don't have to be a pit bull for every single situation. It's like, right. learn how to let things go. You don't think they be letting stuff go? <laughs> they let it go too, because I be way out of pocket. I know that. So you kind of told me one time, like <laughs> told me one time. I was like, so you don't even care that I'm he was like, I'm not even really thinking about that. I was like, excuse <laughs> me. You're not thinking about it. You don't give a fuck. Uh, oh, so you don't love me. Oh, so you mean you want to get divorced. Where, okay. Where's the bazooka? Because oh. I'm finna shoot you up. <laughs> fuck you. I'm took it there. <sighs> yeah, so it's yeah. Marriage is really, really a beautiful thing, guys. It really is. If you find the right partner and you um are working on yourself, like it's it's really a good thing. There there will be bad days, but there will be good days. You know what marriage so, is? Marriage is like a fucking fiddle leaf fig. Oh, baby, them motherfuckers be falling. Do you hear me? So listen, it can it can thrive. So I pretty much I mean, for those of you who don't know, marriage is like a high maintenance ass plant. So it, it it might need some humidity. It might need the sunlight from the west wing and not the south wing. How they go, Brittany? Don't they need it from what's? She know a little bit more about plants than I do. But they may need a certain type of sunlight. They might not. It, it might not yeah. need. It has to be water. It takes work, and what you put into it is what you get out. You fertilize it then you will, you know, have better leaves. Sometimes Maybe it don't want to be put right under the air conditioner. Maybe it don't want the draft. Maybe it just, you know, want the sunlight. Maybe it want to be next to his friends, you know? And let me tell you one thing. Have you guys ever had a plant and the leaves came in and they was, the leaves came in brown? Maybe I was having a good time <laughs> and he fucked up. Or you fucked up, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it happens like that. It's different phases, but it can mm-hmm. always, it's life. So you have to breathe life into you know your marriage so that it continues to grow like in a cycle there may be times when the leaves fall off and turn brown but get that motherfucker back 
And if yes. you just dial the way out, then that's when you find you a new plant. Amen. All Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> don't let don't have don't find a new plant. It's hard out here. These plants ain't loyal. I hope hopefully your plant will be loyal to you. I'm hoping so. Well, all I got, all I know is I be seeing what's on y'all's timelines, and I just be like, "Woo, they get told, baby." Ooh, I cannot relate. I, I e y e c a n n o. I cannot. I cannot. Hold on, hold on to your plants. Yeah, but hold up, not all of them. Everything. No, some of them. Some of them plants got spider mites on them. You don't want them plants. Oh my gosh. Listen, that these folks don't know what these damn spider mites and plants. <laughs> Listen, y'all can go to hit hit the Google button and get these analogies because they're real. So yeah. Yeah, marriage is definitely a beautiful thing, but it definitely takes a lot of work. And I just kind of we wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit more into it, uh, more detail on this elusiveness of hard work and what's so damn hard about it and you know what's what's the what's the big deal about it everybody has their own set of situations but i can bet that if you sit couples down together the same themes of shit are gonna come up i guarantee you i guarantee you yep 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 100 percent. i can definitely I can see that as well. But like Anika said, it takes work and you have to breathe life into your own situations. Don't go looking for outside help. Right. You have to breathe life into your own in these your oxygen, not anybody else's. So And one thing um, I will say though, like, you know, as much as we talk to each other, I think that we all and it's three of my friends that uh well three, two of my friends that um are married that I think we have a mutual respect um, they for me and I for them that just because you guys may choose to share something doesn't mm-hmm. mean that my opinion is always warranted. I've definitely, especially being in a position where I've wanted to share, I've definitely learned how to not give an opinion about what you should do in your marriage situation. Cause I can't say, and a lot of times, yeah. I just would rather listen. I don't, I don't have nothing to say or no advice. And you may not be looking for some advice. I've definitely learned how to just be like, hmm, that's different, you know, or yeah, that's tough. I, I, you know what I mean? Just because sometimes we need that. We may not always need, you know, the advice piece. And then I've also received some constructive pieces of advice. I've, I haven't got the cattiness for a girl. You just don't need that, you know. I don't have that in my life. I and I mm-hmm. can appreciate my two um the couple of married friends that I do have that kind of are open to like, you know, well, that it happened. You know what I mean? Like I can just yeah. appreciate that because I think if you're you're in the situation you really wanted to work, you have that respect for other people. And it's not like yeah. I hear a lot of like older people be like girl I wouldn't be putting up with that and I would you don't know what you would do you ain't over here so just fuck up thank you yeah but you also gotta know your friends well enough to know whether if they are wanting advice or if they just want you to listen 
So a lot of times it's like, um, you you do very well with that. You're like, oh girl, you know, you you can differentiate. So I think I think it's just about knowing, you know, your friends and and their. I'm not even gonna say their spouse, but just knowing your friend and what, knowing when they need to vent right. to you. Because sometimes I could just be like, uh, "This don't sound like anything I know about." The best thing I can do <laughs> is just say, "Wow, I'm praying for Damn, you, that's up. girl." Who <laughs> I got in me, and I know you probably not even. I can, like you said, maybe it is about just knowing, and you know, sometimes like, listen, I got a whole load of shit over here. I don't have the bandwidth to tell you what you don't need to know I don't care girl I'm listening <laughs> yeah so, yeah yeah all right guys so we just wanted to give you a little bit of insight on um what we've learned as you know millennials learning how to you know be married to other millennials and yep. Um, you know, navigating that space without much guidance and, you know, learning ourselves as well. So we just want to give you that insight. If you have any input, you know, you can always email us. All right. And we're bike. So we have reached another segment of the motherfucking podcast. <laughs> well, we'd like to call this segment if niggas ain't got shit else they got the what, Brittany? Motherfucking audacity, bitch. Yeah, come on, girl. You better, you better. You made me so joyous. This girl better turn back into a pit bull. I probably don't even. I'm, girl, yes. I don't even know what to do with myself. You got to see my hand gestures. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm proud. I'm clutching the girls. Are you crying? Okay. I'm. I'm just so proud. But anyway, um, do you have an audacity? Um, uh, I just got a little teen baby audacity. Well, make it a big one because I I don't have any unless you think of one for me because you know I'm growing as a person so my audacities I have really go in. Actually, I don't. I don't have a big one, which I'm a little. You, y'all know Nika be having big audacities. <laughs> my audacities be little. <laughs> but um, one of my my audacity for this week is okay. Mm-hmm. I lied, so I have two audacities. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So my first audacity is um a couple of episodes we talked about. Um, giving you know asking people if they have the space for you to mentally dump on them and if they say yes you know that's great Um, but I also want to say one thing we didn't we didn't mention was don't abuse that don't come to me and ask me because you know my energy is good or you know because I'm going to give you uh, some particular type of advice or you know that I'm going to calm you down or you know that I'm going to um, you know coddle you like a little baby because I tend to coddle my you know people like 
All right, come on, sit in my mammy titties and let's just sway from side to side. And we're going to talk about it. And we're going to light incense and we're going to touch our crystals and we're going to be good. And da, 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 da. Um, Don't abuse that. And it may take me a little bit longer to realize that you're abusing it because I like to now see like the good in people. And I don't like to try to see like... Um, I will say that I am very... um. What's the word? Damn, what's the word? I know the word you're searching for, and I'm searching for it in my mind, too. What's the word? I feel like you like to spread yourself thin emotionally. I do. I do like to. I'm not even going to say I like to. You have a tendency to. I have a tendency to. And then when it gets too much for me, that's when I'm like, oh, no, this rubber band getting a little bit too thin for my ass. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get out this rubber band and not talk to people for five, six days because I need to recharge. And whoever the fuck she talking about, that's not fair to me. <laughs> um, Don't abuse that. Don't, just because your friend says it's okay, you need to take a mental note of like, um, hey, like I've called... Brittany the past six times and I'm just kind of dumped on her the past six times and yes she does say that she has a mental space but this past six times in between these past six times I really haven't called to see if she was good I haven't called to see if you know she needed anything uh and a lot of times like I it's it's very few people that reach out to me and actually see if I'm okay and they don't make me feel no type of way it just makes me realize like you know, I know who to fuck with and I know who not to fuck with or, you know, not to give my energy to. Period. But um, don't abuse that because once you abuse it and then once I realize that you're abusing it, you're going to be cut the fuck off. And it's just that on that and you're going to see that I'm, as my mama like to say, drier than wheat toast. Oh. So that's my first audacity. And then my second audacity is I am not a full-fledged germaphobe, but I am a teeny tiny baby germaphobe. It's something, you know, I don't like to, I will clean my, I will clean my bathroom, but I don't, I don't, I don't like to clean my bathroom. I don't, that's not something I enjoy. Uh, I don't like to put, you know, put my gloves on and, you know, just uh, get deep down clean and clean my oven and stuff like that. I'm just like, it's just stuff just like, we're like, oh, I gotta touch that. Like, oh, it makes my flesh crawl. So, um, somebody who does make sure that they have Fabuloso and Lysol in the house and bleach, I make sure that I'm stocked up with that. Like, my mama took me to Sam's and she knew that, you know, all right, girl, I know that you need bleach or whatever. Um, so with this coronavirus shit going around, it really is disheartening and, and uh, frustrating. And it's really of um, a disservice to poor people to go to Walmart or whomever and go look at the Lysol and the soap and the um, hand sanitizer and shit and notice that y'all jack the motherfucking prices up. Mm-hmm. You're causing this mass hysteria um, and people are feeling that they need to get a whole bunch of hand sanitizer. You don't. You just need to get soap and wash your hands. I know that y'all like to dig in your booty while you're in the bathroom <laughs> and then come out. And now wash your damn hands and then go out and eat your hamburger. That's, that's not fine. You need to wash your hands. Okay? But 
Uh, I went to Walmart today. And one aisle that I love to frequent is like the Febreze aisle, candles, and Lysol and stuff. And I noticed that the can of Lysol was almost seven fucking dollars. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. <laughs> Excuse me. What? No, no, no. No. I saw you post it on Facebook, and I have not been to Walmart or anywhere like that in a while. So you telling me? Because like I, 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 I already think that stuff is expensive. I'm like three thirty eight. Yes. Excuse me. Or two ninety seven. Yes. Why they yes. low? Do I need it? Yes. This- Nika, I'm not lying to you. I swear to God, like. The Lysol, like the name brand. Of course, you know people are gonna buy the, you know, the off brand. It works just as well. You can. I got the like the three pack of, you know, the wipes or whatever. It was like three ninety, three ninety two. No, it's four packs. The Kysols. <laughs> these was the Mysols. I might get these. Like, <laughs> Oh god! But I looked at the name brand. You know, this is just the Lysol that you spray in the air just to, you know, send out a coffee. Like, all right, bitch, get from over here. You know, that Lysol, Nika, I shit you not, it was six dollars and ninety eight cents. Girl, shut the fuck up! It was okay, a three pack. No, it was one. It was one aerosol spray. Well, let me just say this. I'm good because you don't need to be spraying that shit around anyway that shit is toxic as fuck and whoever y'all want to jack the prices up we can find something else to spray we don't need to be spraying that toxic ass lifestyle chemical shit in the air anyway yeah that's true but what I'm saying is no I get it inflation is real this cold, this country was started on capitalism it's really right. sick and it's really disgusting and I'm mm-hmm. not surprised because I, I was expecting that but I, I haven't been there to see it to make it real for me. That's why I had to cuss you out. Like, what? Are you fucking serious? Because at work, we've been getting a lot of hand sanitizer requests and things of that nature. So in my mind, I was like, hmm, this is a good time to jack the prices up. I wonder when that's going to happen. Mm. Because our prices haven't went up. But also, we don't, we don't, we can't tell somebody when we're going to get it in. So it's just like, yeah. I, I just figured it was going to happen. But goddamn. Yep, six dollars and ninety eight cents. And then I will say that uh, our sales tax is a little bit lower than I'm not, you know, I'm used to. Tennessee is, I think Tennessee has went up to nine point seven five. But here is like a seven percent sales tax, and I was just kind of still astonished. Like, okay, so the tax is not high, but you're making up for the price in the, you know, inflation cost. So it's really the same. So, I was just a little bit infuriated because the Walmart I went to was not in, like, the best part of town. But you know that these people, you know, mm. you're, causing, you're causing mass hysteria with this um, virus. You're telling people, you know, stay home from work if you can't. Well, a lot of people can't stay home from work. They have children. They have to provide. So, um they're trying to make it the best way they can, but then to go to the stores and then it's first of all not shit on the shelves, but the name brand shit because everybody has wiped everything off. And then, you know, some people don't have it in their budget to. I can't afford this. This is seven dollars. I can't fucking afford this, you know. And it's, I've been there. Like I can't afford this. This is seven dollars. Like I can't afford this. This is ridiculous. And honestly, a seven dollar can of Lysol. 
probably is not going to prevent you from getting the coronavirus. Sorry. We would like to think it would. So what, what everybody is selling is hope. Hand sanitizer, yes, that helps soap and water. Definitely should do that. But if we're being really real, the flu, we, we've been... A, I'm I'm gonna wait till my. I, I actually I thought I I I I didn't think I had an audacity. I, I, go ahead, Brittany. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but two quick things I wanted to say. One about your your first audacity. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, just a tad bit of unsolicited advice, which I know you love so much. Hi. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> It is me. <laughs> <laughs> the girl, no, I hate it. I, I, I say quick on Facebook. I don't need it. Don't, don't tell no. me shit about my kids, bitch, because I don't want to hear it, ho. Mine either. Don't near near three of them. Don't play. Um, I just wanted to say that when people, I think that you just, you know, no one should abuse their uh, ability to have access to somebody, whether they have a mental yeah. space or not. That's not fair. And I feel like introspective people have an understanding of um, those of us who are in, empaths and would like to have the mental space, but truly don't, but also don't maybe know how to say no. But on the other end of that, I just want to encourage you to be better at saying no or or um, and maybe at that moment you did have it, but it's a compilation of like, OK, damn, this, this is happening too much, but just kind of just uh just just because I love you friend and it's just not fair and you have such great energy and it's not fair for for him, for you know a vacuum somebody to suck up you know the energy that you do have and later on if I needed to talk to you and it's not even a vent or dump on just for something else your energy is low and now I'm trying to be like is it something I said so I would just say you know just try to create a little bit thicker boundaries just to protect your energy and um, cause you, you don't owe nobody no mental space for shit. Not even my black ass. So, yeah, yeah. I don't owe myself. All right, go ahead. you owe yourself your mental space. That's that's really, you know, it's debatable about the children. I don't know how that works, but you definitely owe it to yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I the right days on the calendar. <laughs> okay, cause I this that's my area where I don't know. Um. Okay, so my audacity i didn't i didn't think i have one but i forgot the coronavirus was here um what i would like to say and i noticed that it's mostly the motherfucking gen xers and above um you guys not you guys because y'all probably don't listen to this show let me see this is all millennials okay y'all parents and y'all y'all uncles and y'all this coronavirus has just got people all over the place. I saw a meme and I was telling my husband the same thing. I said, hmm, I noticed what I noticed. I'm going to get a little conspiracy here. I just noticed things and I just noticed that every time there's some type of important election, it's always hand in hand with a new deadly disease. You know what? I saw somebody else say that to do before I even before I saw that meme, I told him that, and I was like, I don't, I can't, I don't know what the years are, but I just kind of feel like I live long enough to know that every time 
it was an election year or not even necessarily a presidential election year, but some type of important election. Here comes Ebola. Here comes a bird flu. Here comes a swine flu. Here comes um, H1N1. Like, it, I'm not saying that it's not real. Niggas is passing out in China. But what I am saying is, oh y'all going crazy and hysteric over this disease. Flu season has been in effect for the last three months. Um, you niggas ran and got flu shots, or some of y'all didn't. But yeah, please get no flu shots. Which I didn't please. run to do. Please don't get. I'm just saying. What I did not run to do is go get hand sanitizer and go get soap. Although a lot more people have died from the flu, um, and lots of other things. You niggas waited until the coronavirus came, and because the media is hyping it the fuck up, nobody has the discernment to realize that it's a little bit more going on here. A death is a death. Um, mm. But I'm just trying to figure out what what is it because the newscaster is putting it in a more dramatic way? Like, I just want y'all to be able to realize, yes, take your proper precaution. Also, this, like I said, the $7 can of Lysol is not going to prevent you from getting the flu, sh- I mean, the flu shot, the damn coronavirus, but also just have some discernment on the how the media is portraying things to you the easiest way is going to be to permeate through your news uh channel and say things in a dramatic ass voice these people i just want people just to think a little bit more for themselves that's all i'm saying i'm not saying it's not real i'm not saying any of that all i'm saying is take it with a grain of salt because they'll find a magic solution for this here shortly in a minute it's coming they're not gonna let everybody's not going to die out from the coronavirus, but there's also AIDS. You niggas have not been wearing condoms, so I don't I don't I'm not going to go there, but let me just another thing, another thing to my point I want to say. If you notice with all the things that have come out what where what diseases have come from white countries all the diseases that they perpetuate come from ethnic countries so I'll wait if anybody has an answer well they was bringing over them the syphilis and stuff and the uh, damn you know the nasty stuff when Christopher Columbus said that he, he found this country so. right right well let's scratch all that out because you know they buried that history I'm saying the most recent in the past 10 to 12 years yeah, oh my God. all of the diseases <laughs> that they're saying this bird flu, the swine flu, the cow disease, the SARS, the uh, anthrax, all that came from countries not white. So it's kind of like if we were just sitting here thinking like, hmm, America don't have no nasty ass people producing diseases. No other white England. You don't hear no diseases coming from fresh out of England. Australia's good day, mates. Ain't nothing coming from over there. I'm just oh saying, look, look, look who they perpetuating. Who now you see somebody Chinese, you like, oh, get away from me, bruh. Somebody Chinese and coughing, you like, oh, don't need coughing on my neck. You probably got the, the damn. It. I, I, I just want y'all to see what's going on and stop. And it's so many Gen X and baby boomers that are like, yeah, they got that. They got the coronavirus. I'm trying to get some hand sanitizer. Stop, stop, stop it. You you niggas have been on this earth longer than anybody else, and you see the pattern, and you still 
fall for the same shit. Why is it that the ethnic countries are the ones that's coming out with these crazy diseases, the Ebola's, and it always happened to be an election year? I don't know what the connection is. All I know is it's a little crazy to me, and that's not going to stop me from hopping on a plane. That's not going to make me buy a bottle of $7 Lysol. I will wash my hands because I was doing that beforehand. I will continue to wash my ass and wipe shit down in my house. Uh, but mass hysteria, no. And I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Y'all just just be informed, guys. Let's stop watching MSNBC and just start, you know, doing a little bit of research for ourselves. It, it just it infuriates the fuck out of me that people get so their panties in a wad about it. Mm-hmm. Yet then Lysol is seven. It's kind of like, are you, we've had enough of this to see I, and y'all still follow for the same shit. I don't, I don't get it. You can't make me buy a bottle of $7 Lysol. My black ass wasn't buying the Lysol when it was three ninety eight because I thought yeah. that was expensive. I'm not, no. And matter of fact, let me tell you, and then the mask, the mask. Why the no, fuck y'all got mask on if y'all okay? You still gonna get sick. Let me tell you. I I ordered about two years ago when Trump was talking shit with about uh Jing Lang who I mean let me edit that out. What was his name? Uh, um Kim Kim, Kim, Kim Young Him, that nigga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it might have been a nuclear war, so I went on Amazon and ordered me some masks, me and my mm-hmm. family. And it just so happened that they sent the extra one, so it's three like big ass mask like with the damn holes and everything I feel like that'll probably keep the coronavirus out if something like that happened but y'all just ordering taking away masks from like where the hospital people who really need people them. who need them <laughs> so if something really happened I literally we putting our mask on I got the mask for the dog we good over here just for some shit that I was scared of two years ago but I ain't walk around here looking crazy with it, looking like it just it just seems like more of a, 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 a um like a show thing. Like I'm I'm traveling, I got my mask on. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> yeah. Let's be a little bit more educated, guys. And t in TBH, coronavirus is not new. No, it's not. It's- so let's not freak out here. You know, it's this let's just be informed. And if anybody wants to know a, a virus is something that is made, it is an encapsulated protein. It's not something that naturally happens in nature. Google it. You let me know what you think about an encapsulated protein. Who would if somebody had to isolate certain things out but we won't go there because they'll probably turn the damn show off okay let's stop come on uh biochemistry major um i ain't saying nothing else <laughs> <laughs> get that shit cut off <laughs> okay all right guys so we're gonna move into our manifesting monday segment and so this week the crystal that i am using is going to be one of my favorite crystals a citrine. A citrine. Citrine. It is the abundance crystal. So it um, has properties that's going to help you um, increase your abundance and 
um, money attraction. Um, it is a uh, yellow quartz, and it kind of looks like a topaz, but it's um, pale yellow. Almost kind of looks orange, to be honest. Orange brownish color. Um, it is the birthstone for November. Um, and yeah, that's it. It helps attract money in abundance, and that is my favorite crystal. Um, one thing that I use my citrine for is I have a good things jar, and it's just a mason jar that I fold up little post-it notes in to good things that have happened to me over the year and I put you know I cleanse my citrine and I put that in the bottom of the drawer bottom of the jar and you know I let it overflow with the good things that I you know have come across this year so I can't wait to open that up and see all the good things that my citrine and my own manifestation have um produced this year so that is my crystal for the week, Citrine. Yay. Okay, and then we're going to move into the chakra for the week. And we are into the fourth chakra, and it is the heart chakra. It's my favorite. Um, it's one chakra that I need to unblock, and I have trouble unblocking it, to be to be honest. Um, so, um, the heart chakra is green. It is the earth element. It's the air element. I'm sorry. Um, like I said, it's green. And but when you are uh, vibrating at a higher frequency, it is transformed into a, a pink color. So it is responsible for the hormone and production glands, and it is the regulation of the immune system. Um. It is love for itself. It's compassion chakra, forgiveness, transformation, the ability to grieve and reach peace. It is a center of awareness. When your heart chakra is open, you may feel deeply connected and um, the harmonious exchange of energy around you and the appreciation of beauty of life itself. Um, like I said, it's the air element. It's located in your chest, in the center of your breast. And it is the fourth energy center. So it connects the three bottom chakras and the three top chakras. So it's like dead in the center. Um, so when you, your chakra is open, you have the capacity to love. You have a lot of, you know, discernment that's going on. You're able to discern what's going on. You appreciate the beauty of life. If your chakra is blocked, you may feel defensive, closed down. You don't want to talk to anybody. You feel jealousy. You feel like a lot of comparison going on. You're holding grudges and are not having the ability ability to forgive and let's mm. remember, like, sometimes you have to forgive people even if they're not, have not or are not going to apologize. So that's not your responsibility to, you know, make sure that they apologize. Your responsibility is to make sure that you forgive, period. 
Um, remind me to tell you something when we get off of this, cause that just hit something. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> All right, you send me mail. Um, so yeah, that's it for your heart chakra. You make sure that you express your gratitude. So one thing that I do, like in the morning time, to like try to unblock my heart chakra, because that's one chakra that I have the most difficulty with. Is before I one one bad habit that I really had in the morning time was getting up and then immediately touching my phone. Ooh. And like, mm, what are they doing on Instagram, bitch? It's six a.m. Ain't nobody doing nothing. <laughs> Um, so one thing I do now is before I even allow myself to touch my phone is I make sure that I express gratitude. I'm thankful. Um, one thing that I heard the other day that, well, a couple, maybe like a year ago that kind of transformed my life was like, what if you, all the things that you said that you were thankful for yesterday, what if the things that you were not grateful for yesterday were gone? Oh, Lord. And I was like, damn. Like, so, you know, I, I, I'm i grateful for my kids. That's a given, but I didn't say that yesterday. So what if all my kids was gone, you know? Or, you know, I, I'm grateful for my car. I'm grateful for getting to point A and point B, you know, without, you know, hurt, harm, or danger. What if that was gone? So... Uh, one one way that I try to unblock my shock, heart chakra every single morning is making sure that I express gratitude every single morning before I do anything else. I got to on that because gratitude, what is that? But I I do I wanted to add something quickly. I feel like I don't. Um, I was talking to John the other day and I mentioned chakra and he was like, "What is a chakra?" And I realized that I could not explain that to him. Um, Mm -hmm. with a clear definition so I just kind of wanted to kind of go over it just really quickly because it's 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 always hard to explain that so um chakras are the circular vortexes of energy that are placed in seven different points on the spinal column and all the seven chakras are connected Mm -hmm. to various organs and glands within the body just to clarify because like you know I know what it is from talking to Brittany and you know doing a little research on my own but to make it that clear just like their circular vortexes of energy is something I couldn't convey in a moment and I just wanted to quickly say that yes so you want to think of your chakras as like the energy center of your body yeah basically so yes that's that's what chakras are and people like to say that chakras are not real but okay um and that that was another thing. Somebody was like, "What is a chakra? It's it's not it's not a real thing. It's a circle of energy. I don't see how that could not be a real thing. So very strange. Yes. So yes. Yeah, so that's our heart chakra for the week. Next week we'll be getting into the throat chakra, and that's something that I'm trying to get into it with child like lord have my stuff i just want to let y'all know like as i am you know i know about chakras but as i am you know teaching you all i'm teaching myself too and trying to get better and trying to like um work on them week by week um it's a little bit difficult and i also want you know something that i read the other day that kind of made me feel i was kind of down on myself and healing is a process. It's okay if you um, revert back once in a while. 
to your old ways. But as long as you're able to see that you revert back to your old ways and you're able to put yourself back into the forefront of what you're learning, it's okay. Everything is not going to be peaches and cream. Everything is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes there are hard days and sometimes there are bad days. But as long as you have the ability and the mental capacity to know that you are going to get through this, it's okay. So don't feel down on yourself if you are um you feel like you're reverting a little bit if you feel like you're a bit depressed as long as you can work through it and you can um you have people to talk to and have the tools to use it's fine like everything if life was perfect all the time what would be the point of life you know like you you will never learn anything from it so and i'm mostly talking to myself so yeah so, Nika, what are you manifesting for the week? I'm manifesting a healthier week. This week, well, last week started off pretty healthy and it ended very shitty. So, I'm manifesting a healthier week that I could stick to um, my regular diet and workout regimens. And also that I can just, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, manifesting just... Um, Keeping my word to myself. Mm. What are you manifesting? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it be like this sometimes, girl. Because sometimes you be asking what I'm manifesting. I be like, girl, I'm about to manifest in the bed. <laughs> as far as I can think. But, yeah. I'm manif- you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to manifest peace and love to myself. Like, I've been really struggling this week. I have I don't know. I just, it's, it's just been a tough week. And it's... It's just been a tough week internally. So I'm just... um, Peace and love to myself and learning how to keep continuously loving myself even when I don't look in the mirror and feel like, all right, girl, like, you know, you gotta get up and do the damn thing, so... And mine goes a little something just, all right, girl, that belly is still there and the summer is really close what are you about to do i'm just gonna anybody got a a crack rock donuts or daylight (laughs) (laughs) so yeah anybody got a rock a rock (laughs) i missed that video i'm gonna go look for it You my dinner. You the dinner I want to do. <laughs> you the dinner I want. You gonna fill me up tonight. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. Videos if y'all ever. wonder what we represent, <clears throat> go look up Propecia on YouTube. Propecia. Good luck with the spelling. Don't ask me. I don't ask me because I don't know. <clears throat> ask Siri shit. All right, guys. Until next week, we'll see you then. Oh, sorry. Um, if you have any audacities, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can send us an email to blackgirlmanifest at gmail.com. That's B-L-K Girl Manifest at gmail.com. And you can find me at Black Girl Manifest, B-L-A-C-K Girl Manifest on Instagram. And y'all know where y'all can find me. A-P-E-A-R-8-7 on Instagram. Um, 
Anika Alcindor on Facebook. As always, thank you guys so much for listening to our show, and we will see you next week. All right, real niggas linking up.